You are listening to Prickly and Blooming, brought to you by LaJoy Society. And now, your hostess, Jessie Browning. All right, all right, all right. Even when I'm with my boo, all I think about is you. Okay, that's stuck in my head. Okay, I just need everyone to go and um, listen to that song. Do you remember that song? Oh my goodness. It was um, Nellie and Kelly. Nellie and Kelly. Oh, some friends of mine posted like a a flashback Friday uh, video on Instagram. And now I'm going to have to listen to that song because you know how it gets like stuck in your head. And what you have to do is you have to go listen to the entire song to get it out of your head. So, oh my goodness. Um, so, hi. Hello, everyone. Let's see. We are here to introduce the episode this week. So let's let's get down to business and not the earworms that are in our head. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this week is Chelsea. Wait, okay, so you're like, wait, last week was Chelsea. Am I listening to the same episode? No, no, no. We have in back-to-back Chelsea's here. Um, one has an A in their name and one doesn't have an A in her name. So there's the difference. We have Chelsea with an A this week. <laughs> They're also both Chelsea P's. So just like let that simmer for a second. I was, I got a little confused. I was like, wait, am I emailing the right one? So this Chelsea is from a small town in Texas. And then she moved to San Antonio and became a big city girl. I am a sucker for small town girls moving to big cities and finding just that whole story. You know, it's just like her and her dog and she's single and she's like got a job and she's like, what are we doing? How are we finding our city and ourselves? I love it. Every time it just gets me, gets me right there. You know what I mean? So I'm excited to bring you Chelsea and rate and review the show. That's where I was like, um, what am I doing? All right. The most important thing is the call to action. I am calling you listeners to action and rate, review, share, subscribe. I don't know. What else can you do? Oh, listen, ha, just like you are right now. So, uh, all right, stop rambling. Let's go meet Chelsea. Hi, both Chelsea and I live near Air Force bases, and there might be some. We both have heard airplanes on each other's (laughs) side. Everyone, there might be a little airplane background, and you know what it is, what it is. Right, it'll just make some nice background music. Um, I used to live in a town where the train was part of the you know environment, and now we we've traded like a train for planes, and I don't even hear them anymore. Well, I'm here. I don't know if you're the same. Like you hear it now because we're talking about it, but when you go throughout your day, do you even hear the airplanes? Right. Mm -mm. Yeah. Nope, I never do until I'm actually needing silence uh-huh. that yes. I actually notice oh. it. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, they're Same. here. That's how it was with the train when we lived in Marfa. Like tourists would come in and be like, the train is so loud. And it come, and we're like, oh, I, I didn't even hear it yet today. Like it just, you don't even notice it. But I remember the first few months living there being like, the train is loud. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I couldn't imagine, especially because it's so small and it's quiet. And then yeah. <laughs> That yeah. train comes it, through. It comes through so fast, too. <laughs> it's like barrels through. Uh, okay, well, oh, I can tell everybody who you are. This is Chelsea, right? Hello. Hello, They're guys. Doing well. How are you? <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, I'm so excited. So we are obviously still in our Texas edition, and we're going to meet Chelsea and hear her story. And I'm just going to stop talking. So, Chelsea, where should we start? I feel like we need to start where you grew up. Oh, I grew up. It's called Blessing. It's a small really little town. Precious. 
Okay, yes. so this is Texas yes. edition, so this is absolutely perfect. The history behind it is blessing. It was uh, the Robo track actually went through the town, and it was like okay. a big monumental thing um, for the town because it had growth because of people coming through. And so it was actually supposed to be called, and I don't want to get this wrong, I'm pretty sure it's um, bless your heart. Uh, God's oh, way, blessing. Um, That's you're what about it was. to say bless God's your heart, blessing. which is totally opposite. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> that, that's where. You, that's what I was about to come out. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was like, wait, no, no, no. God's blessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said I didn't want to mess it up, but I was going to. <laughs> um, but it was yeah. called. It was supposed to be called God's blessing, and. Because of the post mm-hmm. office, it was too long. And so they ended up shortening it to Blessing. So it's a small little town. It's um, just south of Houston is where it is. And mm-hmm. there's only mm-hmm. one blinking light. Like that's to give you an idea of what it is. Yeah. So that's where I'm from. What was the population? Do you know? Ooh, I don't even know. I would say maybe I'm looking it up 5,000 right if I had to guess. Just because I was telling Chelsea before we recorded... Um, oh, it says 538. Yeah, in 2019. 538 people? When, uh, there was 1,000 in 2013. Um, uh, 1,300 in, 20, 1300 in 2016. Yeah. I would say that it's probably about that same. The thing mm-hmm. is that people are moving to the outskirts of it. So you're not technically in Blessing, but you're in you're in the outskirts of it yep. because majority of the people own their own pastures. They have mm-hmm. their own farm animals. They have all those things. So I think that number is probably bigger than 500 if I had to guess. Okay. Yes, that is more. So this is a good relation. <laughs> so I lived in Marfa. Marfa's population is 1800, but there's a lot of okay. um, like second homeowners. So they don't, aren't even counted anymore. Like it's weird. So it's probably less than that. But a graduating class, right? a big one was like 22. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh my goodness. Now, oh, I love it. let me give you this backstory of our school though, is that it was a combination of one, two, at least two bigger towns, <laughs> I guess you bigger quote unquote, <laughs> um, Got it. bigger towns and then the smaller ones that are surrounding. Mm-hmm. So I would say mm-hmm. probably three to four um, communities mm-hmm. that came together. Because when you were in elementary, you did go to Blessing Elementary. And then when you went to high school and junior high, it actually merged together. So everyone knew everyone, and it was just like... Friday Night Lights kind of feel. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and now I want to know, like, growing up there, what did you think of it? Did you love it, or were you wondering, like, this is, you know, tell me. Growing up, like, as a kid, I absolutely loved it because yeah. we were always either going into the woods and adventuring or... Um, I shot archery, which I don't think I would have the opportunity to do that here in San Antonio where I'm at Mm -hmm. now. But in Blessing, I was able to experience those things that I I think we took for granted as we were kids. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I look back at it and I was very appreciative of that. I played all the sports. I was in all the clubs. And that's because I was at a small school. They kind of needed everybody and everything. But you had the ability to kind of dip your hands into everything and just experience it. So I definitely loved it as a kid. And then as I grew up and I graduated college, 
I wanted to experience what was outside of blessing. So that's how I and my job led me to San Antonio is kind of how it all played out is I don't know if I would go back there. Like, I don't know if I could live in a small town because of the luxuries I have here. (laughs) But I did enjoy it as I was growing up. Right. So where did you go to college? I went to college um, in Wharton. Um, It's Wharton County Junior College, um, which is just outside of Houston, about 30 minutes from Houston. And it was a small college. Um, I was a physical therapist assistant. mm -hmm. So that's what I decided to go into. Um, I originally was going into nursing, and then things just kind of played out, and I really thought about, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. (laughs) So I thought at the Uh, moment. (laughs) I feel like this is all foreshadowing. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Just a little. Um, And so at that moment, my Uh 18-year-old brain was like, oh, this is what I'm going to do forever. (laughs) So I went into physical therapy. I know, like the echo, like forever, forever, forever. Exactly. So I decided to go into physical therapy, and I really did enjoy it. I loved it. Is that how you ended up in San Antonio? So what happened was I was working in my small Mm -hmm. town, and I um, had a lot of big life events. Um, I was actually going to be getting married. I was going to be, uh, we were going to be moving to San Antonio. We were going to do all the things in the bigger city. Well, things didn't happen the way my young brain thought. (laughs) And um, I actually ended up moving to San Antonio by myself. And this is where I was in a big city. I just started my job. I didn't know anybody. And it just kind of caught me, I guess, not by surprise, but it was like a a blessing in disguise. It was something totally different than I did expected um, because I thought I had my whole mm-hmm. life planned and everything. And I ended up um, working here and I absolutely loved it because it challenged me. I mean, I came from a mm-hmm. one blinking light <laughs> town to now there's freeways and highways and everything. And I had to use my <laughs> GPS to figure out where I was because I didn't know that it wasn't around the right. store or mm-hmm. around the corner. Yeah, like, take a left at Sherry's house. Like so. that's not the directions. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I didn't know what highways were, the numbers were. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Let's have a moment of truth here, everyone. Is merging not the most frightening thing to do when you're from a small town and you go to a city and you're like... (laughs) Absolutely. I was like, do I speed up? Do I slow down? I don't know. No one taught me this. (laughs) Yeah. Do I have an anxiety attack right now? And then add rain into it. It's even worse. Oh, flash flooding type of rain. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and then giant, just forget like tractor trailer trucks is one thing, but also in Texas, there's just giant diesel trucks that men drive all the time. Yes. You know, it's not like you're not like you're merging into a bunch of little Volkswagens. You know? Right. Exactly. And then people are honking and I was like, oh my gosh, yes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, if I don't know that she listens, but I have a cousin who's from Denver, like proper, by the way. So this is also a problem with people who grew up in the city because she like... Like her mom just drove all the time, but like little bits. And so she didn't have like big, long sitting. So would she also have to like <laughs> do this yeah. complete white knuckle panic, you know? Oh, yes. Of, of getting. Yeah. Even to this day, my mom will not drive in the city. She was like, yep. you're driving me. If I'm coming to visit, you're driving me here and there. You're going like, to meet me outside the city and drive me in. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Totally. It's just understood. 
Yeah, I would get it. Oh, man. If you want, I'd like to roll back a second. Oh, you were going to get married? <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> was this like a high school boyfriend and everything? Is he from Blessing? Yeah, uh, he's not from Blessing. He's from the surrounding area. Um, but we were high school sweethearts. Um, think back to the Friday Night Lights. Like, it was just like That's the, what I figured. It was the part of it. Yeah. It was high school sweethearts. We just did everything together. And when the time came, like, I'm going to be like totally real and honest mm-hmm. yeah um, please. it was a couple of months before the wedding and I caught off the wedding um yeah. because I had this moment um because when I worked at my physical therapy clinic it was about mm-hmm. 30 minutes away and I would just drive and think like is this exactly what I want to do is this the the track that I'm going on is this where I want to go? I haven't even experienced what's outside of these city limits, mm-hmm. much less what's out of the state lines. Like I, I need to find who I am before I can commit myself to someone else. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard decision um, because we were together for five years and it was everything was was great. What I mean, you thought it, it should was, be right. It was like exactly boyfriend. I've got it. Well, everything's working out great. And then I love that you had this. Like, was it? Let me guess. This is this it? Is this where I want to go? Like, is this what I? What am I? Am I defining myself, or is the surroundings and the thought defining me? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And so that's what was something because I had actually just. Um, traveled outside of Texas for the first time. If anybody not from Texas is listening, you can go to a lot of places and see a lot of things and not leave the state. (laughs) Right, exactly. And I flew for the first time and I experienced those Mm -hmm. things and stuff. And it kind of just led me, like, I was happy, but do I need to find myself before I created a family before I did all these things. And so it was really hard. I mean, the invitations were sealed and stamped and ready to be put in the mail. And I was just like, I I can't do it. And what was even the hardest part was I actually left. um, So my job started before the wedding. So I was actually here in San Antonio. He was back there. And I came here, started working. And I was like, okay, this is the time where I need to really just focus on me and really find, discover who I am. And so I ended up um, calling it off. And my poor mom, she had all of the wedding decorations. She had the wedding dress. She had it all (laughs) at her house. And um, I had to go back home and I just sold everything off. And Luckily, she kept the wedding dress because I was like, I can't part with this beautiful dress. Like that was the that was the biggest thing for me was like, I love the dress. <laughs> to be totally honest, I get I got married in like uh, a cotton shirt and dress skirt. We eloped in Vegas, so I'm like, I sure, yeah. That's why okay. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I bought a, a white shirt from Target. So there you go. Yeah, Maybe that's yeah, what I'll end I, up doing. Highly encourage people to elope. It's really fun. Anyway. <laughs> Right, exactly. Well, I've done all the planning and everything, so been there, done that. Just didn't get <laughs> I married. It. I love it. <laughs> and so um, that was kind of like my fresh start. Was moving to San Antonio, and I caught off the wedding. It was kind of also a fresh start, but also kind of a dark time for me because I didn't have anybody here. I didn't have who I thought I was going to be there with me to adventure and things like that. And so it was really hard. I mean, it was just. Yeah. My dog and I, like, 
it was just us two and we had to figure it out like no i need to do this by myself oh here we are you know like me myself and i (laughs) and our sweet puppy yeah (laughs) exactly yeah and did you though even though it was hard and even though like i'm did your mom push back at all or your family or did it was did everybody understand you know were you supported in that oh there was pushback at first um there was Mm -hmm. i mean Going from a five-year relationship in a very small town, Mm -hmm. everyone knew everyone. Everyone is pretty much family Mm -hmm. together, Mm -hmm. everything like that. And so we we were very close, Um, Mm -hmm. his family, my family. Like, it it was just very close. And so it kind of came out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. in a sense, Mm -hmm. um, from what people saw. Yeah. But I wanted to discover who I was. Mm -hmm. And he, I don't think he was ready to be bigger than what like to be where I was Mm -hmm. um he needed to discover himself as Mm -hmm. well as I did and so people didn't understand that at first Mm -hmm. um because they only saw what they saw um in public and so that was really hard for them um my mom did give pushback at Mm -hmm. first but then she kind of realized like what I was talking about and where I was coming from and she was understanding Mm -hmm. so she definitely came to terms a lot quicker than some other oh, people. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it was very nice to have her in my on my side. <laughs> sure, because that's it's going against like I hate to say that it's going against a prescribed life kind of. I've talked about this on the show before where people are like, I'm checking off the boxes. I'm doing all the things and this is what I'm supposed to do. And it's really, really hard. And I commend you to be like. Oh, I'm putting like the brakes on and I got a big old like on the record of like, wait a second, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? What's behind this? Like, is this what I want or is this what everybody wants for me? Or everyone has projected this idea of this like high school sweethearts and we have to get married and we're going to stay in this small town and we keep, you know, to be able to say, I can't do this. You not only is it your family, it's your town. It's like your classmates. It's all these people, right? That like feel like they have a stake right. in you and your story. Exactly. And it was like you had the quote unquote mm-hmm. perfect life. Mm-hmm. Why would you yes, want to ruin yes. it kind of thing? And now looking back, like that was probably one of the best decisions for both him and I is that we were able to discover who we are and I wouldn't be where I am today at all. I just remembered, I don't know if you listen to Glennon Doyle's podcast. I remember her a couple episodes ago saying that she wants her kids to break her heart as a mom so that they can follow their own of like somebody's heart's going to get broken, right? Whether it's going to be yours or everyone else. <laughs> Sometimes right. you have to make that choice, right? Like, are you oh, going to make everybody else happy and know in your heart, like, Oh, this is not where I want to be, you know, or do you break everyone else's heart to follow your own? So kudos to you. So anyway, yeah. so now you're in San Antonio. You're like, yes, probably like 19, 20 years old. I was 21. Okay. All right. And you and your dog. <laughs> yes, it was um, my dog and I, and um, we were living in a small apartment, and we were kind of not downtown, downtown, but kind of a little bit on the outskirts. And so every weekend, I would just be like, all right, well, where are we going to go and and kind of look at and see? And so we would go to the Riverwalk. We would go hiking. We would go do all these different things. Well, hiking for Texas. Let me yeah, clarify yeah, that. <laughs> <I did. laughs> walk outside. Because it's not a... <laughs> 
Exactly. <laughs> if it's paved, it's not a yeah. hike, to be honest. That's one thing Texas does not have, and I will admit. Yeah. Is I think the only hiking is out in Big Bend, right? Like Yeah, like real hiking. Real hiking. Yeah. I think that's the only place I know of. But yes. Out yeah. nice outdoor adventures. <laughs> exactly, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also started traveling. I mean, I had my job. I was living on my own. I became debt free, um, which was probably the one of the best things in my life um, because it gave me that financial freedom to be able to go and experience so many things. And I um, started traveling the country and just enjoying, enjoying life, like discovering and adventuring and all of the above. I absolutely loved it at that moment. You said you took your first flight. Where did you go? (laughs) I went to Vegas, actually. (laughs) Oh, good choice. Yes, it was a group of my uh, coworkers. We had all decided to take a weekend trip, and it was the best and worst worst Monday, I guess you would say, and Uh the best weekend. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, totally. Totally. What a great first trip. So I'm familiar with a lot of what you're saying. Um, My husband was, when we lived in Marfa, which was about the same size, a very small town, a lot of kids that, you know, high school sweethearts. But anyway, he was uh, like a mentor on a robotics team. And there was a good amount of kids on that team that had never been on an airplane before. And he was like, whoa, okay, so this is literally literally what's going to happen. Um, where you know how it's gonna work, and it was heartwarming. I didn't even think of that until he like texted me. It was like, "Hey, we're at the airport, and there's like five of these kids I've never been on an airplane before." And I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And my mom was actually afraid to fly. I like bet. Mm-hmm. when I told her I was flying, and she's like, "No, no, no, you're <laughs> you're not gonna fly. Like you're crazy because she's scared of heights." Yeah. <laughs> and um, but then when I started traveling and everything, she actually flew with me. And that was something that was amazing for her um, because she absolutely loved it. And she saw what was outside of Texas cool. and she truly enjoyed it. Okay, where did you take so, her? Did you take her to Vegas? <laughs> no, no, I did not take her to Vegas. Mom, we're going <laughs> to. Maybe I should. Where's that roller coaster? <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're really going to conquer this height thing, Mom. <laughs> Oh my goodness! She, I want. This is on record, so I will definitely have to take her and let you know. (laughs) I could not do that roller coaster. Uh -uh. Yeah, she would be. You know what I'm talking about? Terrified. I don't like. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I would totally do it, but I don't know if she would. But we went to Philadelphia. Um, is where because. Um, her fiance was actually working there and I was like, well, let's go ahead and fly and you can um, hang out with him. I'll hang out with y'all, but then I'll kind of adventure and mis- visit a friend in New York and everything. And and she was terrified at first, but then when she lived through it, she was like, this is the best thing. Like, this was amazing. And so it kind of got her out of her comfort zone. But she too grew up in that small town mindset and that living and everything and now to this day I mean I know I'm not telling her story but this is something amazing is that she actually moved to Houston out of all oh, places the, the and city. so now she's mm-hmm. exactly and so now she's living that and we talk about this all the time is that coming from a small town like yes it's great yes we love it going back home is amazing but there's just something about being able to pick up and move on your own out somewhere else. So totally. it's it's awesome. What are you doing for work right at this point now that you're like 
adventuring you and your pupper and you're doing physical therapy still, right? Yes, I'm doing physical therapy still. Um, I actually had decided I wanted to go back to school. Okay. So I got here in 2016, I'm kind of giving a frame, mm-hmm. yep. a time frame. And so about 2019, yeah, 2019, I decided I want to go back to school. I was wanting to go um, as a physical therapist, um, so get my doctorates and everything. And that was like my next yep. step is what I thought. Um, and so I enrolled in school. I was go- going f- to school full-time and working full-time. That's a lot. Which was insane. Um, it was a lot, and but my job actually helped me. They worked with me um, with my hours. I was very grateful for that. But in school, I finished my prerequisites, and I was ready to enroll into an actual physical therapy school. And I took another moment to kind of take a step back and look and say, is this exactly what I want to do? Is this where I want to be? Is this where I want to, what I want to do? Because at that time, um, my job, it was uh, with sports yep. medicine. Mm-hmm. So I had the the luxury of working with athletes and people who I really love to work with. But the corporate side of it was really mm-hmm. difficult. Not being able to um, have that ability to treat my patients the way I wanted to treat them. I mean, healthcare is like a business, essentially, oh, sadly. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. it's sad to see um, how many people don't need some of the things, but they still get it, or people who need things who can't get it. It's just, it was something that didn't settle with me really well. And I actually had went to a pro- personal growth conference. And so that also kind of sparked my thinking of, is this really what I want to do? Do I want to become a physical therapist and be in this world? Do I want to go back into debt and have to dig myself back out and live this nine to five job? And at that time, when I went to the personal growth um, conference, I actually realized that I wanted to work for a nonprofit. I actually wanted to start my own nonprofit is what I really wanted to do. But I was like, okay, if I'm going to start my own nonprofit, which was for, um, it kind of, it kind of gives the story because of where I came from, but to show high school kids and teach them like how to use their education to get outside of where they are currently, like to discover and to to discover who they are. Get on an airplane. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and so that's what my nonprofit was going to be. I actually got um, a full ride to school, to uh, college, off of scholarships um, because my mom's a single mom and kind of just backtracking a little bit. My mom's a single mom and couldn't afford college. And so I worked my butt off to get all the scholarships that I could, and I didn't pay for a penny, not a single penny, went to school, um, which I was very fortunate. And so that was my nonprofit um, that I wanted to do was to teach high school kids to be able to apply for the scholarships, to go to school, and then to discover who they are and be what they want to be. So that was my nonprofit. And I was like, okay, if I want to start a nonprofit, where do I, what do I have to do? I was like, well, I'm not going back to school. (laughs) I for sure don't want to do that. So (laughs) mark that off. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and work for a nonprofit is what I said. So I uh, talked to my job. They were willing to let me go down to the bare minimum of full time, which was 30 hours. And then the other 20 hours, I took time off of school and I decided to start working at a nonprofit. And 
I was in a very unique position because I was not in a specific, um, how would I say it? It was called the innovation um, department. Like maybe a fluid? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Like I, um, what we were doing is we were creating for-profit businesses to uh, feed into the nonprofit. So it was separate from the nonprofit, but it was also with the nonprofit, like sister kind of thing. And um, so my job was to create businesses, essentially. So I had multiple hats because being in a nonprofit, you're very resourceful. <laughs> it's the word I, I discovered <laughs> when I was there. Um, yes, so you're the marketing. You're the, the, the um, fund development. The shiny word for scrappy. <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> like, what can I do with some um, shoestring and bubblegum? Like, what can I build? (laughs) (laughs) And so I was able to, um, fortunately, kind of just experiment with all of that. So I was able to dip my hands into marketing. I was able to learn business strategy from my manager, which he was very open to me learning. Um, I think that's how I got the job, honestly, because the requirement was so bachelor's and I didn't have a bachelor's in business. So I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to learn. I'm willing to learn anything and everything. And so I think he realized that I was ambitious and that's exactly what a nonprofit startups need. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that's how I got the job and I was learning and everything. And then COVID hit (laughs) and that's where everything kind of just went crazy because our department was really big into live events or because I worked for a kids nonprofit. So we also did, had a, a Christmas store, yeah. a kids Christmas store. So we had all of these in-person things that were going and then we get hit with this. And this is where we get, I thought we were scrappy before. <laughs> we had to get really scrappy and figure out what it was, like what we, what our, what our idea was and what we were going to do. And so we ended up doing a few different projects, which I was able to do a lot more of the marketing, which I truly enjoy. I, I fell in love with the marketing component of it. And so now we're in 2020 and I am like, okay, I think I'm ready to leave my physical therapy job because I was already done with it. I was still working that in physically in there because we're in the healthcare industry and with COVID and just the corporate world just wasn't addressing what it should be, how to provide, I guess you would say, for the patients. And I just didn't agree with what they were doing. It was almost borderline, like unethical to me um, and my personal beliefs. And I actually got put out of uh, work because I was exposed to COVID. I didn't have it, thankfully. But I was actually full-time now in-home mm-hmm. doing my part-time nonprofit job. But also now I was like, okay, well, what can I do? So I started kind of learning. I had a friend who was starting a business at that time. And so I was learning how to create websites for her. I was learning to make her marketing strategy, things like that. And so I started really mm-hmm. picking up on that. And I absolutely loved it. And so when it was time to go back to work, I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go back to physical therapy. Like now it's my mission to make enough money or to go to my nonprofit full time in order to leave that officially. Fast forward a few months, I actually picked up a few clients and um, we started working together and I started just gradually building and building and I started CP Social Content, which is my own business. Mm -hmm. I do digital marketing. 
So I was doing kind of three jobs, which was yeah. insane. Uh, it was it was a lot. It was way yeah. it was crazy. I mean, working around the clock and everything. And then finally, I was able to grow myself enough to actually leave my physical therapy job. So I put in my notice. I was able to leave um, officially there. That was in August of 2020. So I had the nonprofit, and I also had my own company. And we were uh, working, getting back into the office um, at the nonprofit, doing my thing and everything. And then I actually get COVID in November. <laughs> you got it for real. <laughs> yes, I, I wasn't just exposed. I actually had it. And I, it was crazy. It was a whirlwind. I mean, I was out of work again um, from my nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And I was able to thankfully work from home. Because I was sick, I actually took time fully. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure every a lot of people, so many people have, when you're sitting at home and you have nothing else to do but think. Yeah. <laughs> Your mind starts. <laughs> the wheels start turning. Yep. And so you're like, okay, what can I do? How can mm-hmm. I do this? I really want to just work from home in my own business full time. And so I ended up um, actually putting in my notice in, and in January, I'm now officially in my own business full time. So it it's been a whirlwind, but I, it's amazing. It's a whirlwind that I want to be in right now. Good. <laughs> I love how there was all this stuff like really prescribed of like you also picked a really great like um, physical therapy is like hot, if you will, for like it's a career choice that's really encouraged because of like the longevity and the um, financial stability because it's it's you know, an ever constant need. I love mm-hmm. that all of that like fit into the small town and like, you're going to get married to your high school sweetheart. And then you're just like, Oh yes. <laughs> it is yeah, absolutely yeah. true. Like I've seen mm-hmm. the quote, like my life can be described mm-hmm. in one sentence. It wasn't exactly what I yep. expected. Nothing like yep. I expected. That's absolutely yep. true. Yep. Oh, I love it. And I love it. You did grow that pretty quickly to be able to support yourself. And that's like kudos to that. That's that's not easy to do. Oh, thank you. Um, when I went into my physical therapy, uh, like well, I was still in physical therapy, I knew I wanted to make mm-hmm. these big jumps. So um, like I said, being debt free was one of the best things because I had that financial freedom. And so during that time, I like acorn like stored (laughs) all saved up and everything like because I wasn't able to travel on top of that that it was just extra income just being able to be say uh, saved up and then as I grew I was able to just supplement that and so it's definitely has been a blessing um, for sure (laughs) blessing Texas (laughs) (laughs) I I'm I can't resist low-hanging jokes like that (laughs) I never want to. I never want to. Oh my gosh! You know what I had a note. Um, this is we're just like jumping back. But do you remember the movie Cars? Yes. It's like you're from Radiator Springs, right? Ever talking? Yeah, oh, yes. When you're talking about where you're from. Yep. Oh, for sure. The one, it, the one blinking light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It has like a cafe. Like if anyone mm-hmm. knows anything about Blessing, mm-hmm. it's that we have a historic um, hotel that has this really great cafe, and so. Okay especially like um, bikers, like motorcycle bikers who go and drive through and they they go through, they stop and they eat on Sunday morning, like the big breakfast and the lunch and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. So um, that's what we're mainly known known for for is that. Yeah. Got it. So. Oh, man. 
Just great. I love it. And I, I'm so happy to hear this because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, like it's a common story, but not. Does that make sense? You know right. what I mean? Like how many like young gals that you went to high school with took this path or how many stayed and got married and had kids, you know? Right. Um, and it's not that there's only two choices, but then in the universal like language, right? Going out on your own and finding like, that's like a universal story that I love, you know? Um, and being like, mom, I, I gotta do this. And then mom understands and comes around <laughs> and you take her on the airplane. Like, oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> yes. And even still, I mean, all the crazy things that I've mm-hmm. done to mm-hmm. jump in and like, I'm going to do mm-hmm. this. She always asks me like, are you sure about this? Are like, you sure? yeah. are you sure you want to leave physical therapy completely? Like, mm-hmm. will you at least keep your degree for me? Like your, your license current? <laughs> Just in case as a backup. Totally and I'm like, backup. Yes, mom, I'll do it as a backup just in case. <laughs> but she's even said, like, you doing these crazy things, I sit back and I watch you and I'm I'm like, oh gosh, like covering her eyes, yeah. peeping, like yeah. is she gonna is she gonna fail like being the mom who wants to make sure that I'm okay and make sure that I'm taken care of she sees me succeed or I mean sometimes I do fail of course I mean I need to fail in order to grow and that's one of the biggest things that I've learned is that if I'm not failing I'm not growing and I want to grow I want to become bigger and better than what I am today because that's just part of life I mean you have to grow yep do you have a specialization in your business because you do digital marketing correct Yes, I do digital marketing and I'm also a graphic designer. So I do kind of a combination of both. My biggest interest that I really do love is uh, business strategy. So I like to, I think it came from my nonprofit Mm -hmm. side of being scrappy, Mm -hmm. um, that I figure out ways for businesses to grow their business by connecting with their customers Mm -hmm. or their Mm -hmm. clients. So really, truly figuring out what they, like what their customer or client wants Mm -hmm. and needs, and then we figure out how Mm -hmm. to do it. And so if there's something that I don't know, because I have a a variety Mm -hmm. of clients, and so I'm willing to learn and figure out what your niche is, and then Mm -hmm. we go from there. So my business strategy is the biggest one um, that I really do enjoy. And then it's also one of my specializations in it. And do you do like um, social media management for them too, or just, just like strategies? If you, like, if you do, you know, if you're a digital artist kind of, and you're in marketing and kind of, you kind of get pulled into social media, don't you? Right. Yes. And the reason why I'm laughing is because I did, I did offer it at first. And then I realized I hated it. I, have you ever heard of a digital marketer that says they hate social media? Like, it just doesn't make sense. And what I realized is that um, the reason why I don't like it is because social media is a beast of its own. And there's yes. all the <laughs> there's all of the algorithms. There's all of the um, analytics. There is, I mean, there's so many mm-hmm. things. There's so and many there's platforms. so many platforms. Ah! <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I might have heard this a time yeah. or two. Like it there's just so many mm-hmm. things and people get so overwhelmed. But the reality is what I tell my clients um is that one, make it simple. Like don't overcomplicate it. And then two, your people want to see you. Uh-huh. They don't want to see my pretty posts because I can spend an hour and make you great mm-hmm. posts, but people don't want to see that. They want to see 
who you are. They want to know what you do. They want to hear from you. And so I can be almost very close and similar to you and create the things that look on brand. But the reality is is that it's not going to get as much engagement and it's not going to be as authentic. So I actually, um, and this was really very scary for me and early in my business, but I took um, social media marketing off Mm -hmm. the table. I was like, I'm not going to manage your social media. So what I did is I created a content calendar. So for some of my clients, I will create a calendar and I'll give them topics to talk about for their social media post. But it's their own pictures. It's their own post. Sometimes I'll help them create their posts and things like that, just as far as time management, things like that. But it's their own post. It's their own spin on it. And... um that's how I've just felt like that was mm-hmm. the best way to serve mm-hmm. their own clients. But also for me um, in my journey is that I like the strategy portion of it. And it works really well when you yep. work with someone else together, yep. like combination. Can you tell I have a bunch of businesses? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh-huh. it's something um, because... Also to note that a lot of my clients are um, nationwide, so mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. in the same town as them. So if I was managing social media here and I could mm-hmm. actually go to the place or go and be their secret photographer, like that would be totally fine. But I mean, if you're in Indiana, then I can't go nope. and take pictures of the view. Like it's just yep. not not feasible. So I found this kind of in between middle and then that's where I figured like I realized that that was my specialization is I really like to help people get their message across to their own customer or their client cool so I'm really enjoying hearing like I feel like an airplane is flying over me and then it's flying over you (laughs) yeah (laughs) just like answering back and forth and some of them might be, honestly. Right. Between, between the time that we've talked, some one of them might have gone from me to you. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. so I have two agenda items left. Okay. Um, I want people to, you know, know where to find you, obviously. And then I have, you know, five questions. Um, I feel like let's do the questions first. Okay. Does that sound good for you? All right. Yes, I'm ready. Oh, they're easy. Oh, they're easy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. not like, like a test. No, no, no. They're like goofy. <laughs> These are my fun questions at the end, but I've shortened them down. There's an airplane on my side. I used to do 10. I'm turning them down to five. I mean, this is just, it's all opinion. You know, it's not fact, but like city or country. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's kind of hard. I mean, mm-hmm. I do live in the city right now and I, mm-hmm. I love it, mm-hmm. but parts of me don't want to hear these planes sometimes <laughs> <laughs> don't want to um have to sit in traffic so i would say i'm country at heart mm-hmm. i think so i think i'll eventually end up in the country especially because my my business can go anywhere with mm-hmm. me so i'll probably end up in the country yeah. i think yeah. so my heart goes there so um, this is a holdover from my previous questions, uh, not Texas edition, but just a regular show. Cilantro, yes or no? No, <gasps> I'm not a real Texan. <laughs> I bet, this. everyone hears me talk about this all the time, then I bet you have the genetic thing that it tastes like soap, right? Or it tastes like detergent or it tastes, so did you know, yeah, it's just, you know, this is a genetic thing, right? No, I did not know that. Google it. You're going to Google it when we hang up. This really? is why I asked this question because I'm fascinated by this. Why does food taste? Why does this one food taste different? And it's a genetic like thing. And it's, it's pretty common. And I 
a long time ago. Mm. I moved to Texas 20 years ago. A friend of mine from Massachusetts also lived here. She moved here because I did to Austin. And we'd be at a restaurant and she'd be picking the cilantro out of the pico. And I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Leave it. What are you doing? And I thought it was like she was like a Yankee and didn't like cilantro. Right. right? Like I was like, why are you digging around in the pico? Like put it down. And then 10 years later or more than that, I came across an article about cilantro tastes like soap, detergent, like all sorts of weird things, sometimes dirt to people. That's not what it tastes like to oh, me. Oh, no. It it doesn't taste very well. It's too strong. Like, if it's in something, it's going to overpower it. Now, if it's, like, in tacos and it's already kind of, like, cut up finely and, like, like mixed yeah, in, I'll, yeah. I'll eat yeah, it. That's fine. Yeah. But, but if it's, like, a leaf, you're like... Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not going to just sit here, walk around, and, like, munch you're on like, it. Like, pick, yeah, no. Pick. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's... I'm fascinated. I'm wonder, I wonder what else is like that, you know, that we... Well, funny side note, um, with my, mm-hmm. me having COVID, mm-hmm. de- like detergents and cleaners smell mm-hmm. disgusting to me. It smells like very mm-hmm. sour. So like even when mm-hmm. I brush my teeth, um, the mint, it mm-hmm. tastes disgusting. And I have friends who've had COVID and I ask them, I'm like, am I just weird? Like, is this just me? And some, a couple of them say that they don't, they don't taste the same anymore. Same. Yeah. Like lemons um cleaners um toothpaste deodorant like that stuff like it does not smell good at all to me oh fascinating yeah i've heard about this and people are losing their smell and they can't get it back and now it's different like i've I've heard this yeah yeah i can smell for the most part it's just those sour things and it's just weird oh so fascinating Mm -hmm. okay next um when was the last time you went tubing the last time I went tubing, oh man, mm-hmm. um, last uh, not last year. It was the year before, oh, actually. It's been twenty nineteen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It was too long ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I went this summer. That's why I'm asking this question. I hadn't been in over a decade because I have so many kids and I was always pregnant or had a baby or somebody needed a nap or whatever. <laughs> and we all got to go this summer with all four of my kids. Oh my and goodness. I was like, you guys, and they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, why yeah. are we doing oh, this? <laughs> and then they loved it. By the end, I almost lost my shoe. Like, oh, whole oh. thing. Yeah. Oh. You create so many memories oh, with you, that. You do. <laughs> oh, such a. I love it. Um, yes. What was your first? What was your first job? My very first job um, was I worked in a concession stand. Uh, um, at the school or something. As a, um, at well the. Friday night baseball oh. lights. Um, Perfect. <laughs> so I would um, I would do the concession mm-hmm. stand, and I made extra cash as a kid, and I absolutely loved it. Um, but my official official job, it was um, I worked at a convenience store, the convenience the store, convenience store. <laughs> in in my small town. You sold cigarettes and beer and bread and milk and gas. Yep. Made sandwiches yep. and pizzas and all the different things. Yep. So. Yes. Oh, I love that. That was my first job. <laughs> this is like a, it's my last one. <laughs> I asked somebody this last week. She's like, this is a very hot topic. Or what did you say? Controversial topic. I was like, I know. Okay. You're, you're at a barbecue restaurant, right? You've got your brisket. Okay. You've got your potato salad. you got your beans. They've given you bread. Do you eat it? Yes. Okay. And how do you eat it? Do you make the, <laughs> See? like, do you make the sandwich? Yeah. Do you make the sandwich or do you just eat the bread? 
No, I I make the sandwich. You make the sandwich. Okay. Yes. Do you put, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, do you put like the brisket and some sauce and then that becomes your sandwich? Ooh. So it depends <laughs> on whose brisket. Right. You don't want to okay. def- you don't want to offend people. Like, right. Um, like family wise, you don't mm-hmm. put you don't put your <laughs> um, actually my uncle isn't this a controversial topic? <laughs> yes, because yes. my uncle, he actually will disown you <laughs> if you put <laughs> sauce on his yes. brisket. Yes. Oh, yes. I <laughs> and know. And if you're seen doing it, he's like, mm-hmm. well, what's wrong with my brisket? Mm-hmm. Well, well, why are you doing that? It doesn't need it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but meat's I just yeah, like if it. The, if the meat's good, it don't need no sauce. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> Look at that smoke you. ring. It's yeah. perfect. You don't need anything. Yes. So yes, yeah. um, but I prefer sauce. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Okay. Yep. This is the, the, <laughs> the so somebody who g- did not grow up eating barbecue. Um, I am fascinated by the ritual of eating barbecue, and I would ask this about the bread. The bread is where you can really identify people's rituals with barbecue. It's like, how do you eat the bread? You know. <laughs> I've never even noticed that. Like, but isn't this it is a thing? perspective right? that you have? Mm-hmm. Because I, it's just. That's what it is, mm-hmm. is that you make it into like a little boat. Yep. You put your, your brisket <laughs> yeah. in it yeah. and then I dip it. I dip my okay. sauce in it uh-huh. and then and then I eat it. Yep. Yeah. As someone who came in, I was like, what is the stack of bread? You know, and my husband's like, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> there was no barbecue restaurants in Massachusetts. I didn't know this, you know, but then there's so many different like rituals. Some people won't even have the bread. They're like, I don't want that. I'm not filling up on that bread, you know. <laughs> Give me yeah, the just meat. Give me the meat. And yeah, so I'm just fascinated. And I love like when you go to like Rudy, they give you like half a loaf of bread sometimes, you know? Right. right. And you're just like, what do you think? Yeah. Fill up on that carbs, you know? Anyway. And then I have. Yeah. You need one slice oh. for every slice yeah, of seriously. brisket. Like that's. Seriously. <laughs> and I'm celiac, so I can't even eat bread. So I'm like, I sound like such that like, oh, that Yankee one. I was like, no bread, no bread. I don't want any of your bread. And I'm like, I can't eat it. It's, I just, I. I, just, I really can't eat it. You know, I'm not trying to watch my carbs. <laughs> right. <laughs> or it's not like that you need whole no, grain yeah. or you need the yeah. wheat. But like. Because it's only white bread oh, that they have there. It's like the softest. Like, you can never get bread that soft in a store either. Yeah, anyway. It's see, the true. barbecue bread is <laughs> it's where I'm really diving into. It's where yes, it's at. <laughs> really diving into people's rituals. Uh, okay <laughs> oh chelsea you're just a delight and where can people uh find you you can find me on instagram um at meet m-e-e-t underscore cp so meet cp yes and you can find me also on tiktok as well <laughs> i do have a new project that just came out Ooh. Yes. So I recently went out on a limb and started doing farmer's markets, which was a lot of fun. So if you're in the San Antonio area and you follow me on Instagram, come and join me um, at the farmer's market. I would love to meet you guys. But also I created a journal kind of way back when, when Mm -hmm. I went through Mm -hmm. my anxiety, I went through all my depression and everything when I moved here, um, I started journaling and started Mm -hmm. learning and everything. And so I actually created um, an anxiety journal. So oh. it's all the tools and things that I learned over the years because I was in counseling. I 
just did all the work and um, I had a friend who was like you need to make this into a journal and I'm like I don't do that I don't even have a store like it's right. it's oh, not okay. I, I don't yeah. do that I, right. I do things for other people's businesses <laughs> and she was like no 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 seriously just try it and so I put one together and of course I love designing the covers so okay. that's the best part for me is I get to design all the the, the covers and uh-huh. everything um but that's the new project is that I just launched my journals oh I love it so is that what you're selling at the farmer's markets yes so I am advertising my business of course but I'm also bringing these journals to people um in the farmer's markets I also do sell them online now because um, cool. I've figured out how to do that and everything but um the main thing is just being able to bring mental health into the world and just talking about it because I don't think a lot of people talk about their mental health. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a hidden thing. Yep. That could be a whole nother podcast mm-hmm. episode, honestly, oh, because mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest things that I kind of just launched um, for people is um, anxiety journal. So you can find that on my social media as well. Cool. There's like a link, I'm sure. Yes. Yes, Very there cool. is. Awesome. And I always remind everyone, um, I have changed the handle to be prickly and blooming. That's really unusual <laughs> on Instagram. And I only, I'm, I'm only servicing Instagram as we talked about previously about like, yeah, there's so many platforms and there is, and as we conjunct that with mental health, I'm just going to be on one <laughs> and I have a website. Yeah. You, you got to set your boundaries. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially yes. when you have all your businesses. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Keeping it simple. So. <laughs> kiss. The kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. Absolutely. I say that uh, quite often, you know, at work where I'm just like, well, how can we do that? Let's do the kiss method. <laughs> it's, um, it's the try and true. It really is. It really <laughs> is. Well, Chelsea, thank you so much for your time today. And it was a delight to meet you. Yes. Thank you so much. And I truly enjoyed it. Good. All right, everyone. I'll meet you again here uh, next week. Everything up to this point has led me here and there's nowhere I'd rather be than to be here. All the things that made no sense have felt so wrong and out of place now seem to fit perfectly to tell. is made